Ohasayo Yorobun! Welcome to Sakura Pop, where your K-drama musings come to life. I'm your host, Jackie. If you're on YouTube, be sure to migrate over to any podcast streaming platform to listen to this podcast. How are you all doing today? I can see on my feed that a lot of viewers are still getting caught up with Vincentio. And quite a lot of you are at about episode 13, 14. And that's some of the best parts of Vincentio. It's got to be the most exciting stuff on TV right now. Continue to enjoy it, folks. I guarantee that you will. Just before I finish watching the last few episodes, Netflix graced my screen with a recommendation. Finished watching Vincentio, it says? Then you might like this. And the thumbnail for a new show called Law School floats up on my banner of recommended shows. Tell me, Netflix, what is Law School about? When a grim incident occurs at their prestigious school, justice through law is put to a test by a tough law professor and his ambitious students. Okay, well, that's a quick one-liner. Doesn't reveal much, but that must be all part of the mystery. After all, I can't know who's responsible for the murder through a Netflix preview summary. That would be the worst sort of spoiler. And yet what catches my eye is neither the premise, which seems simple enough, but the actor. Precisely speaking, one actor by the name of Kim Boom. If you recognize that name, then you might have remembered him from being a pretty playboy, Chebur, in Boys Over Flowers where he quickly became one of my favorite boys in the show due to his snarky one-liners and expressive emotions. Many years later, I rediscovered Kim Boom in Tale of the Nine Tales, where he shows his acting prowess by being the sympathetic bad boy character. One who is dressed to the nines at that this is a hard role that can be polarizing if you can't hit the balance between the villain and the good guy. And thus, after these two experiences, I was sold on Kim Boom. I felt that whatever role he touched would become gold, like a Kim Boom Midas touch. Whichever show that's lucky enough to retain him, should feel very fortunate indeed. And now to law school. Eagle-eyed viewers will recognize the female lead as Ryu Hae-young from Reply 1988, playing opposite a guy who looks almost exactly like Kim Boom in Reply. But isn't so, don't get these two actors confused. There is a world of difference, mostly because Kim Boom is much more talented, uh-huh. Let's move on to the lead, Kim Myung-min, who plays the professor. I'm not familiar with him, but he looks dashing for a man his age. 
And now I have praised Kim Boom to the moon and acknowledged the other leads. I'm ready to talk shop. This drama, what is it about? What it is going on? Is a good thumbs up or thumbs down? So the drama starts by introducing the students, their personalities, skills, or lack of, and the teachers. I rather think the female teacher, played by Lee Jung-un from Parasite fame, is quite cool and sassy. Yes, I quite like her. So the teachers test their students with case studies that threw me into the confusing nuances of legal wording, definitions, and technical prosecution talk. In fact, they deliver the information so hard and fast that I've paused multiple times to read and reread the subtitles just so I can genuinely try to learn and follow the law. It didn't help, and I'm left feeling like I missed something, or that I'm just not intelligent enough to understand the huge dose of information dump. It's a rough start. The drama's already lost me with its pretentiousness. Then Kim Young Min is introduced as the male teacher, and he is even more pretentious. Honestly, if you want your students to do well and you're genuinely mentoring them, don't harass and humiliate them in front of the whole class. I cannot get behind that. Then there is the rest of that whole class, the supporting actors who are students, who are either completely forgettable or irritating. Especially that oh I'm too good for you all smart girl antisocial archetype. At least Kim Boom's character is kind and helps his fellow students, so that's that's in keeping with uh, what he, he the types of roles that he usually replies reprises. And then the clincher is a professor is killed. He might have died of a drug overdose in what happens to be a locked room mystery. And listeners, if you are unfamiliar with the concept of locked room mystery, it, uh, it essentially the victim dies seemingly by no outside means uh, because the room inside was completely closed and isolated. In various ways to the outside world, and so uh, it's the method of the murder that it, that is gripping, or that should be. There are multiple suspects in this case, but none of them make for convincing killers because, well, a bunch of them are students with no clear motive. So the cops decide to arrest Kim Myung Min, the professor, because his shoe print matches or something. Uh, okay, <laughs> wasn't convincing to me, but yeah, go go for it, cops. Do what you need to move the story along. In the meantime, Kim Boom looks like he's got important important things to say. And he's about to say it, but 
he isn't given a chance to speak, so he stays mum. And he he looks like he's constipating on screen, seriously, with all the words that he's keeping in. Not a pretty sight to hear of. Instead, we get flashbacks of his past where there are a lot of things that stays packed and tight-lipped. His redempting feature is that he is a genius at law. Uh, so that's got to come out in the spotlight sometime. Sooner rather than later, hopefully. But... Uh, I can't get behind this drama. It's lost to me. It's bad. And the only good thing about it is that Kim Boom's acting is still expressive and top-notch. Despite him not doing much so far. There are things going on in the background regarding political corruption. But it goes unexplored for now. Because hey, your teacher's been arrested. There are more pressing issues to worry about. There was one red flag I noticed even before I forced myself to ignore it and test out the first two episodes because I'm Jackie and Jackie gives everyone and everything and of course Korean dramas first chances, second chances. This red flag, let's talk about that. JTBC is the broadcaster that retains the right to air the show. I've talked about JTBC before, albeit in a casual way. I have enjoyed exactly zero dramas they've shown. Zero. And at some point, I'll explain to you what my take is on the various different broadcasters and why I pay attention to the opening sequence, you know, where they show the theme song and um, uh, the names of the cast of characters. And I take notice who the broadcaster is. Is it SBS? Is it KBS? Is it TVN? Is it OCN? There are only a handful, not too many to keep track of, but they all kind of run certain genres and work with a certain budget. And I'll save all of this for a different podcast episode, but at least you know that right now I'm willing, and you should be willing to, to try anything that TVN produces. Because it's, it's like the HBO of Korea. Only top-notch, well-funded premium shows with excellent acting, um, stunning backdrops, that sort of stuff shows up on TVN. If I were you, I would avoid JTBC like the plague. I think they always set up something intense and interesting on the outlook, but it just falls flat on its feet in the first episode. Sometimes it doesn't even take that long. You know, you watch halfway and you realize that this is not what you came for. False advertising! Grr. As an attestment to my opinion on law school, the average viewership rating in Korea is 4.7%, which is 
which is just under a more respectable rating of 5%. In comparison, Vincentio averaged at 10%. Ugh. Oh, goodness gracious. That is nutters <laughs> to compare with. It's like trying to compare a tent with a castle. Uh, Vincentio has so far beaten every show of a premium paid broadcaster in recent history. Think Mandalorian from Disney Plus and you get the idea of Vincentio's popularity. So let's say 10% blows expectations out of the water, uh, but our benchmark is really 8% for premium stations. So we'll use eight as a benchmark. 4.7 is not quite eight. And law school has already been rated and counted and assessed all the way through to episode nine, which means if they haven't hit above 5% and we're already midway through the series, there is no hope for redemption. In short, I do not recommend this drama. It made me feel dumb. And then it made me feel bored. And I feel also like this show is a tragic waste of Kim Boom. To end on a high note, Vincentio has been nominated for the 2021 Beg Sun Arts Award which is only the most prestigious Korean TV award you can win. You can effectively watch the backlog of everything in history. That's one Apexang, and it will sure to hit the mark for really excellent and high quality drama. What have I been telling you, people? Drama of the year. Got that in the bag. And that's a wrap. I'll be back with more entertainment for your listening pleasure. Tell me what you think about law school. Did I hit the mark or do you think I am way off base? Are you happy about Vincentio potentially winning the Bexon Arts Award? And have you watched any other shows that came up on Bexon? Tell me. Tell me, tell me. Email me at sakurapopcast at gmail.com You can also follow me on Twitter at sakurapopcast Have a fantastic week and keep musing about those K-dramas Annyeong!